0: You're listening to rethink that podcast with at midnight sun you can find me on instagram or on twitch for more content thank you so much for tuning in question is where do kinks and fetishes come from i'm gonna i'm gonna start um because i kind of like talk about what uh where what the difference is between uh fetishes and kinks unless Numa you have something about that too I know you mentioned
1: I'll, I'll let you do the definition I think sure. we pretty much have the same thing on, on this end, so we sure. can we okay. can compare as we go
0: so what I have here in terms of fetish comes from a medical background um to mean sexual fixation where it is with a non-human object or non-genital body part some common fetishes are like shoes clothing uh, leather, latex, but uh, in the king community, it can expand into like activities like smoking or like water sports, for example. Um, and Ooh. Water sports. Um, and uh, for people in the king community, a fetish is more defined as the role uh, the object plays that, uh, in the sexual response cycle rather than the fixation itself. It's more about uh, an object slash situation. Uh, that helps you achieve arousal or climax. So this is, we're still yeah. mostly just like a fetish.
1: But I also kind of have like a, a more colloquial one that, that might maybe help to define the difference between kink and a fetish. Is mm-hmm. that uh, basically I, I have, a kink is basically any non-conventional sexual practice. So mm. consider sexual practice that's conventional is just like straight, you know, then goes into thing and that's that, you know, that's that's mm. sexual practice.
0: Mm-hmm. And then a
1: kink could be anything that's that deviates from that. Mm. While they're talking about anal. what they're talking about like um like I, I like other other sexual acts that are, are not the standard stuff.
0: Mm. Like what and I And a have... fetish
1: is specifically specifically it, it's into the kink definition. A fetish mm. is a kink, but a kink is not necessarily a fetish. A yeah, fetish is exactly. like what you said, arousal inanimate, from inanimate objects or body parts. Things mm. are not naturally sexual, but you sexualize. Mm.
0: Exactly. Uh, for kinks, I have that, uh, it's, there's, uh, like, for what I, what I was reading is that there's no medical definition for it, a kink, unlike fetish, because, like, fetish can be found uh, more, it can also be considered, like, if it, in the, the DM5, so that's why, which is, like, um, uh, for, in psychology, the, the, the manual in psychology, I guess you would call it, um, but uh, for kinks, it's, like, it's an inatemic practice that involves a non-normative fantasy concept. A situation yeah. of relationship yeah. style, the interest that can be sexual in nature and emotional in nature, not necessarily in sexual nature. So it could be like, for example, if someone is into, let's say, pet play, for example, the it's more of an emotional than it is a sexual one. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah, because they get like the and, gratitude and, but, from yeah. that. And definitely,
1: fetishes too. Also, kind of sort of bleed into that as well, especially when we're talking about like uh, fetishes that. Reinforce positive emotions, like you said, animal play, or I also have examples here with um, like adult babies. Sometimes they are sexual gratification, sometimes it's just, or mm. do they feel comforting when they're when they're babyed by an adult. You know?
0: Yeah, mm. and um, the last part I had for fetish, because I know we're jumping a little bit, uh, but um, so I had was so leaving out the medical definition of a fetish. A fetish is a sexual arousal that is coupled with a typically non-sexual act or object. And the term "cup" is means for example say for example you're taking those boots for example those those boots that you have in the corner and you d- decide to add it towards um in like a sexual nature in a, in an act or in uh while you're in the bedroom for example. So that like you take in an object or and you decided to place it together with a sexual act and then it becomes coupled. This is the term couple. And it's
1: actually it's actually funny that you, you listen like that that example because most fetishes, not not saying all, I'm just mm-hmm. saying majority of fetishes are usually um things that are associated with body parts or objects that you're with body parts. Mm. For example, or um or like hats can be a fetish. Like most fetishes are like associated with body parts itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and after that beyond the, the 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 body part fetishes, the most popular one are um, Behavioral fetishes. So we talk a bit about. Um, I talked a bit about adult babies. you talked a little bit about animal love play.
0: Mm-hmm. Also,
1: also BDSM falls into this as well. Yes, you know, bondage, discipline, dominance, mm-hmm. submission, uh, mm-hmm. sadism, and masochism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that kind of falls into behavior because yes, there is a physical aspect to it, but it's a lot about the trust and a lot about um, the feeling of being dominated or being submissive. Mm-hmm. Like... the second most popular uh, type of type of
0: I was reading though that like um masochism and sadism like those kind they're considered like paraphilias but like paraphilia is more of a an umbrella term that's that usually only the me- like a medical it's a medical definition so like anybody who's in the kink community won't necessarily start saying oh I have a paraphilia like nobody really uses yeah. that but um and then a lot of the times um people see masochism or sadism as uh as something that's considered Bad because of the term paraphilia, but if you go more into the definitions, it's if you have a paraphilic disorder, that's when yeah. masochism and sadism can become a problem when it causes like distress in your life, or you it, you need that you need to depend on that to be able to be satisfied, right? Or you cause harm to other people to be able to get that. That's when it becomes a problem, right?
1: I think paraphilia kind of becomes like the extreme. It's the yeah. okay, this is not this has moved on from a fetish to now. It's like it's actually a. Serious issue that you might have to look into uh,
0: but but where's
1: that line between between you and fetish you know that's it's kind of a a little bit hard to describe
0: well no because paraphilia does describe fetishes but it's it gets a problem when it becomes the disorder not when it's a paraphilia itself
1: oh i I thought paraphilia meant disorder no
0: no 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 no. it's when it's so when it becomes a paraphilic disorder then it's a problem but paraphilia is in general well it depends Right on which kind is but... another word for fetish yeah 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 exactly yeah okay, gotcha. but in the but in the medical terms yeah so, yeah yeah so 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 wh- how do how do kinks and fetishes develop you would say so I know like we uh, were talking about experiences and exploration um, but you had some like interesting points uh, that we were you were you wanted to bring up it's uh
1: it's, it's kind of a complex one there's a lot of different things that can lead up to it Mm. I don't believe. I, I believe personally for for psychology in general, um, it's never black and white. It's never A and it's A or it's B and it's only B. Yeah. Psychology in general, you should understand that it's often the brains are complex. Often it's a, it's a little mixture. It's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, a little bit of column Q. You know, mm-hmm. just a, a touch a touch of R, a mixture of everything, and it all puts them together. Yeah. That being said, though, there are a couple of prevailing theories. That i've I've seen i've looked up online
0: I just want to um, t- sorry i just want to touch upon what you said because you're saying like how it's a bit of everything and like remember i was telling you yesterday how like when i was trying to do my research i don't know why i couldn't find what you found because i guess it was my browser or whatever but um but what the only thing that was popping up that kept popping up was trauma and like that to me that didn't make any sense because there, there's like you were saying. There's many different ways that you can find, yeah, that you can of course, of course. experience or explore into into uh, uh, kinks and find out kinks and fetishes. So and not, it's not all just trauma.
1: Sorry. No, no, of course not. But and trauma, trauma can definitely play a role in it. Yeah. And I think trauma is the most looked at one because mm. it's the most drastic one, right? Mm. So you often associate oh trauma to fetish, but not it's not really the case. In fact, what I've seen. From stats online is that majority fetishes are not caused by trauma mm. but when you go see a psychologist because you've had trauma they often notice notify they also notice like oh they also have a fetish so maybe those two are linked and yes it could also be linked mm. but it's not necessarily the case of all fetishes come from or most fetishes come from trauma in fact very few
0: I think it's also because um, people were trying to I don't know I don't know if still people still do this but back I feel like in a while or there was a time that like people when they were learning about like BDSM they're like oh no like that like that is extreme you have a problem and whatever and that's why they they're like oh no it's in the it's in the the manual of psychology or whatever no this is a problem so that's why maybe they they said oh all this stuff that you have no no it's all trauma so that's probably why they, a lot of people thought that it comes from that because they see they it's something they don't understand. They're like, Oh, you have this because of trauma. You know what I mean? When it's yeah. not true.
1: Also yeah. really easy to point your finger to like one general source. Like, okay, it's trauma, you know, that's yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, but yeah, it is. Mm. Uh, but mm. science psychology is not that. Yeah. So I got a couple theories, some, mm-hmm. some are more accepted than others. Some are, some are kind of like, just, it could be, it's a very possibility. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'll start off with one called the brain overlap theory okay or why fetish is developed mm-hmm. brain overlap theory um it's not proven so there's it's not like um it's not like a concrete fact but it, it can be a cause for this and and you'll see why that this, this theory holds some ground because of saying it in a bit mm-hmm. uh what is brain overlap theory it's uh the fact that the brain the part of the brain that controls your sex organs and your sexual impulses
0: mm-hmm.
1: are located very close to the other uh, part of the brain that controls body parts uh and and emotions so so um that that because they're so closely together that can cause some but some people can feel that some body parts are their fetishes and the main mm-hmm. one you think about obviously is feet feet mm-hmm. is one is is the biggest fetish uh throughout, throughout the fetish world feet is the biggest one i don't understand it because i don't like feet personally <laughs> but it's the biggest <laughs> one and it's, it's no small coincidence that the part that controls the foot, mm. also the closest part that controls your organs.
0: Mm.
1: So there could That's be some weird. bleed people people in their brains getting some crosstalk.
0: Mm. Okay. That's cool. Uh so so I remember I remember seeing a little bit about that. Like how they had a diagram, um, and what they were saying that like how the feet, because it takes up like a big portion of your brain, like as you said, it ends up being like a lot bigger in the brain and then compared to like the other components, right? I don't know. I don't know the, the diagram that they showed, but they were showing like different like uh I don't know if it's the same uh source, but I remember seeing that that they were showing that weird um picture of the different uh portions of the 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 the, the, the senses smell and feeds and touch yeah. and all that kind of thing.
1: Well I'm not sure about the size that I'm mm. saying that it's relatively close to the same parts I can mm um, all right. So the next thing, next theory in this one here is is a little bit more uh, more accepted, is the the Pavlovian um, uh, response, the Pavlovian conditioning of a mind. Uh, so basically, what that means is that uh, a fetish can be induced within a person, usually at a younger age, but it could also be. It's been done. It's been a study has been proven with adults having the same exact uh, situation happening. So, the adults, basically, is that um, an adult man who was straight uh, and no fetishes reported were shown pictures of her boots. Okay, your boot. And after every boot picture, a follow up picture would be a naked woman. Like, oh, a naked woman. Oh, that's what I like to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. And every time they'd be shown a picture of boots, followed by a picture of boots, would be a picture of a naked woman. And so, eventually, those straight men started to. Um, Get aroused by picture of boots, despite not having any boot fetishes, because the fact that they knew after that was um, make a woman coming up. And what does this mean in development? Uh, it could just mean basically that when you're young and you're discovering yourself for the first time, you're getting sexually aroused. Uh, you might see an object that's common, may common in your room. It may maybe common the the person that you're attracted to, right? Uh, you see that, and that starts to arouse something in. And because you get the feeling of arousal whenever you see that person or that... With that object, that object starts to get in your mind. It's not, oh, when I see boot now, oh, that, 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 that turns me on. Or, like, like the cat the guy was wearing it turned turns on, right?
0: I saw a bit and about that. Kind that kind of becomes your yeah. fetish. Yeah. I saw about that. Like, the you were mentioning about, like, the cat backwards, right? And there was a story yeah, about yeah, a woman. I, yeah, I
1: was reading I was reading a story of, about a woman. Um... Who was sexually attracted to people with backward-wearing cap? A very specific fetish. Um, basically, she was just saying that you know that when she was discovering herself for the first time, on man that she liked and and boy that she liked and uh, he was wearing a backwards cap, and ever since then, stayed that's, that's with her. And that's and that's that's an example of not necessarily Pavlovian conditioning, but example of like uh, your mind getting conditioned certain aspects, and then triggering mm-hmm. response of. Uh, yeah
0: so so game asks uh how would those theories carry over into intense fetishes such as human waste
1: I, oh well i'm actually glad you asked that sorry <laughs> honestly
0: well i was just gonna say like uh because for example the same thing when it comes to like exploration and experiences that could be one of them right where it's like if you're watching something right and i know you have just something to say after because i remember you told me but um if you're watching something and then it it you, that ends up happening, right? Um, it could be it could it could end up be coming in your mind where like, oh well that was interesting in the moment. So you might be like, okay, well, I wanna go back to that eventually or try to explore that eventually. But Numa, you said I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass it to you because I, I'm not I don't wanna steal your light and say what you're gonna no, say. No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go, ahead, well, go ahead. I'm
1: so glad you asked again, because I the third theory the gross out theory
0: there you go yeah
1: it's the, the idea <laughs> that when you're aroused uh, things that are normally disgusting to you your dis- your disgust impulse weakens so mm-hmm. you're not as disgusted by things normally and and i think people can just all relate to this in general because of, of like if you think about i don't know I mean, maybe maybe gets a little too personal here when when you have sex or when you might masturbate yourself if you start to saying oh this, this feels really good and then after the fact you might get a, not like ew, that was disgusting. Maybe like yeah, disgusting a little bit. a slight feeling of disgust because you had the heightened sense of no disgust feeling, and when after the fact you're like, it's it's you, you become more aware of the fact that um I'm slightly disgusted. Mm. Like it kind of shows up a little bit more, right? So that could also be put into uh, scatophilia, like you remember what you're saying, or or like waterworks, like you were saying, water play,
0: water sports. Yeah, water sports. Yeah.
1: Sports, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that, that is inherently disgusting to I would say most people, mm. but if you're aroused, your sense of disgust decreases, and then you explore. And when you explore, you end up having good feelings after the exploration. Ooh. Then you associate the good feelings with the act, and the disgusting act no longer seems disgusting anymore. In fact, it has become your fetish through Babylonian conditioning,
0: yeah, exactly. And then you had something about also um because you mentioned the conditioning but you also did you, you there was also about pain theory you yeah, mentioned yeah. and
1: that's, that's 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 my next uh, theory i had was mm. the, the pain theory
0: mm. so
1: basically how um the, the the feeling of sexual pleasure and the feeling you get after you experience pain mm-hmm. are very similar the body releases endorphins and serotonin your to your your body to to and that gives you a feeling of, of a good and like kind of like a little bit of a high right mm-hmm. so like after like being mildly hurt or after experiencing a, a a traumatic event where your your body could have been you were in danger mm. you know you tend to have this this, this kind of like a high and i and i felt that kind of high before because i've been in situations where mm. i've gotten hurt mm. and, and and it's very similar to the same high you get after have a sexual interaction
0: mm-hmm.
1: right so, so it's it's i can see how people can meddle that up as well with, um oh a little bit of pain mm. gives me that little bit of a high that little uh a little um
0: like the uh, rush. Dose, oh. adrenaline dose exactly.
1: mm. like, exactly, a little adrenaline rush exactly exactly a little general rush afterwards and, and I, that's like oh so now my pain is enhanced sexual experience because i'm getting an even better high because mm. not only that i just like avoid pain i mm. also pain you know and like it's so like oh okay great now it's, it's better high it brings me up to a new level
0: so so do you think that like say for example if someone experiences that for the first time and then the more they do it their tolerance for pain continues to get higher and higher basically when they do that oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm
1: sure about that i, I haven't mm. really really just pain tolerance uh, theories but like mm-hmm. uh, i can for sure seeing i can definitely see how the bdsm community can grow
0: mm. uh
1: because pain is something that everyone shares you know yeah, yeah. That, cath- that catharsis feeling after experiencing pain. Everyone, everyone feels that. That kind. Of, the
0: reason, I, the reason I say that though is because like um, I want to talk uh quickly a little bit about uh the the trauma part before we get into the other points. And no, of course, is that because I don't really like, like, because I remember that was the first for- source that I found, and um, I well, not not basing it on my opinions, but uh, I. <laughs> I I don't know, I feel like it's better to have like more of of like a general uh, or like a more open uh view on it than just thinking like how we said before in the beginning where it's only from trauma, right? Um so I know she she the reason I, I brought up the other point was it's cuz she says that the more you end up um doing like these types of things the more it becomes like um uh, like a slow dopamine drip. So she ends up saying that, like, if you continue to, like, couple certain fetishes, for example, um, with uh, certain fetishes, that you'll end up uh, developing them into, a, like, a larger, like, a larger, I don't know how to word this, a larger um, addiction for it, right? I think that's what she's going on about. What the, inf- the person I'm talking about is uh, Dr. Trish Leia from YouTube, where she was saying, how uh, there are people who have certain types of uh, kinks and fetishes that it's more to say if they're trying to get rid of them, for example, uh, what happens and why she ended up go- why she's talking about this. And she said um, that, um, for example, that the reason why people are, are using that as an escape or, or for their trauma is because it gives them control over the situation. Right, so when uh, yeah, they yeah, give them, yeah, it, their brain like reenacts that situation, and they're like, okay, well, the only way I can have control over this situation is by, you know, um, I don't know, let's say for example, wearing the boots being in dominant. the room, yeah, being dominant with those boots, right? For example, yeah. um, uh, and uh, and yeah, and I see that game here says that's the same reasoning people. Help oh, self-harm, it makes you feel good and then you have all the control. Aww.
1: Yeah, I, c- I can see that being a-, a very similar aspect. But it's also important to note that um, when we're talking about pain, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like actual uh, damaging pain. We're talking mm-hmm. about like switches and-, and pain that is consensual, right? But yes, you're-, you're getting that feeling, oh, I just escaped pain, but you're also trusting your partner entirely that they're not going to kill you or harm you or maim you the rest of your life right where self-harm uh are your own boundary but you can also push yourself maybe too far and i I don't i don't recommend self-harm but i can definitely understand how the the feeling of self-harm and the feeling of a a sexual uh thinking in pain and and bdsm can be very similar Mm.
0: yeah but but that's the thing but in bdsm it, like, it depends, right? I feel like... Because you said that... Um, that it, There's a point that you said where it's not um, harmful. Like, it depends on the, the the contract that they have harmful. What I mean by that is that, let's say, for example, if someone's into, like, wax burning, for example, on them it's still considered to be harmful for the person. But if they both want to do that, then if they're both consensual about it, then it's fine. Yeah. But it can still... It could still be it could still be harming in a sense. Is what I mean. I yeah. Well, do.
1: when you're putting control your hands mm. and you're trusting them, that person generally would should have an understanding that like, okay, I can I can seriously hurt this person. Mm. I still got to be careful. Yeah. Right. And then the person generally will be more careful because they don't want to physically aim you the rest of your life. They just want to it up a bit, ice it up.
0: Well, it, it's because. T- I feel I feel like it depends because like for for BDSM it's complete it's completely different right there I there it makes sense when everything is more consensual which usually when you have a a dominant partner and a sub partner usually that it's consensual right um, but the the can, it could still end up being to push to your limits right but then at the end there's supposed to be like a phase where they come back and they kind of like reassure you and comfort you yeah so I feel like uh that in those situations you, it's hard to say that like oh they're they're not going to it's not oh, it's a little bit of spice or it's only it's, they're not going to harm you you know what I mean you know what I'm trying to say like I feel like it's difficult to just be like oh well it's not um they won't harm you in a sense they will but it's more it's more of a on a consensual terms than uh
1: Yeah it's consensual exactly Yeah yeah they're yeah, not, yeah. Not, what I'm saying is yeah they're going to hurt that's that's kind of the idea Mm. What I'm saying is not gonna—they're not gonna harm you irreparably. They're not gonna, gonna damage. They're not gonna maim you, and they're not gonna damage you where it—you can't be fixed. You know, they're not gonna oh, yeah, kill yeah. you.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm no, saying. No.
1: They, they, you had that understand with them that mm. yes, they're gonna hurt, but no, they're not gonna like hurt you too bad to the point where you can't walk the next day or something. Unless...
0: <laughs> well, you know, it depends, right? And, then, yeah. and I was
1: actually—I was actually reading about uh, behavioral fetishes like BDSM,
0: mm-hmm. where.
1: um or people with uh who are who experience BDSM tend to have very similar, um very similar uh emotional personalities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the sense that that they um
0: like they're more comforting, you mean?
1: Well like like people people who practice in and tend to have uh similar personality types to each other.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um because, I remember you were mentioning that, um, that
1: yeah, that like they, they all share yeah. yeah they all they all share like feelings of empathy and ability mm-hmm. uh,
0: they're
1: all they're all open-minded people and altruistic It was done in like a test uh, a a, um, a study where they they brought in people who are in BDSM and they tried to fill out personality tests with all of them and mm. they found that most people were like not necessarily all of them but most people all of them shared mm. the empathy altruist uh, personality types. Mm. And then the doms and subs were divided with each other. Where the doms had more to control, they were more extroverted people. They had more self-esteem,
0: mm-hmm. whereas
1: the subs tended to be more uh, emotional and care more. They tended to uh, be more emotionally attached to things.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: And so it's interesting how, despite this being a very big group, uh, people who fell into that group still have very similar. Oh, maybe, maybe your personality kind of plays a role into your fetish.
0: Mm-hmm. What's the what's the one you were talking about that uh, you said you wanted to change the um... oh the name, so the my, my the, last
1: it, yeah. my, my my last theory that I have uh it, it was called the love map theory. Mm-hmm. I'm not such a big fan of the, the term love map. Love map definition of that is um uh, basically when from the moment you experience puberty, the moment you start experiencing attraction towards other people you start developing the concept and these notions in your mind of what the perfect uh what the perfect partner is what the perfect relationship is what the perfect wedding is all those kind of things and it it creates like a map like a web of Mm. the things that you like in a person to be with you right that's what a a, that's what the love map is and this this term basically means for fetishes is that when you start experiencing that uh, experiencing Sexual desires for the first time, you start thinking, uh, "What, what do I like ideally in terms of sex specifically? So, like, um, do I like just missionary? Do I like, you know, doggy style, etc., etc.? Uh, and then these can develop in, um, into uh, interesting fetishes, especially in cases where people come from families that are exclusive to sex; they're very sex negative, if you want. Mm.
0: They're,
1: they're not. They're not super." Um, were big on uh, expressing sexuality and sound like, okay, well, you, you well, I don't want you to know, I don't want to know that you're gay, I don't want to know blah, 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 like, you know, uh, they tend to develop more fetishes because they go around to other areas to find sexuality, like, example where, like, um, the classic case, religious, uh, if you if you masturbate, you're going to hell, you know, it's <laughs> uh, so, okay, well, I can't masturbate because I don't want to go to hell, yeah. so I, I can't physically take my hand and, you know, masturbate. But if I rub against a you know, pillowcase, that feels good. Oh, oh yeah. And then climax, pillowcase. And then because you're, again, with Pavlonian, you're, you're repeating that act, the pillowcase become may become your fetish. Right?
0: Uh, sorry, game? Because you,
1: you associate it.
0: Game asks, uh, is it possible for someone to have aspects of a sub but be completely DOM though? And then he said I said, um, yes, if you're a switch, like if you both like both being submissive and being in control. But then he says, but not uh counting switch. Like are they super dom but fit Numa's description description of a sub? Do you remember what your description oh, yeah, of a sub Yeah, was? yeah.
1: yeah. Sure, of course. I'm not saying I'm not saying that all DOMs are extroverts all doms uh, have good self esteem and all doms have this i was saying that that uh, the study case most doms feel that way mm. but of course most does not mean everyone right mm. there are some cases on the sides that are more emotional more meek minded i guess you would say that who are still doms
0: it was just like a st- it was a st- it was a study of a certain amount of people not to say that everybody has those traits yeah or... yeah and, and again yeah. I,
1: like i said it was it was most people exhibit this mm. not to say all people
0: yeah, yeah. Cuz cuz also that's not it's not including switches either. Cuz yeah. a switch for example can go between both, right? So there's studying a switch. A switch is um someone who could be submissive, be a sub, uh but also wants to be the role of a dom. So you can have you, they could be they could be a dom and be controlling in the sec- in this uh the sexual situation. Or they can be the be submissive, so they can play both roles. That's the switch, yeah. yeah. Game says thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> there you go. Just ask questions. We're we, we're here to clarify, and we're here. We're nowhere experts, but we've no, done no. some research here. Um. So beyond those those points that I've made, there are of course uh, different ways that you could cross experiencing uh, a fetish mm-hmm. uh, I think the most common one um, uh, an accidental experience right so like I said you're, ma- you're masturbating and expose something that is not sexual at the moment of your sexual arousal yep. and you find it pleasurable so that's the common ones are like you know leather dolls those things are common that you can experience in, in the bedroom uh experiencing your first time your first sexual experience or your first couple of sexual experiences that's a very like accidental case mm, So, so that being said it makes sense that people who are get sexually aroused more often develop more fetishes So, if you're a person who does not experience sexual arousal much at all in general mm-hmm. it's going to be harder for you to experience fetishes because you have less cases where you can accidentally stumble upon a
0: fetish because you're not you're right. not putting yourself into that situation you're not like often yeah enough. Exactly. Exactly. exactly yeah
1: yeah you're not exposing yourself to the the thing uh to the the pavlonian conditioning get mm-hmm. from, from you mean the sexual right. arousal with yeah exactly,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. uh yeah so I, I kind of want to go back to a little bit about the conditioning. So do you think like yeah. the, the the conditioning, for example, can, that could be like, cause you said it was done with the the boots, right? That could be done with literally, that could be with done with anything, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> go. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. That could be done with anything, right? This was, it was just what I was going to say. Um, and um, so for example, like how when it goes back to an exploration and experiences like if you're with someone and they for example open if they ended up doing something to you you can end up ha- and conditioning you to like a certain thing then when you pass on to the next relationship it's most likely that you're most likely going to want that or yeah. look yeah. for that yeah of course
1: mm-hmm. um and, and it's, it's actually kind of surprising that that a study was done of um college but it was a college campus Mm-hmm. And um, they're just asking the, the kids, "Oh, are you open to sexual fetishes or inks in the bedroom?" And well over half of them answered yes. They're they're open to the idea of exploration, open yeah. idea of, of of doing something else that their partner might like more than anything. like, "Oh, I find it kind of weird wanting to wear high heels, but if that's what you like, then I'll wear it," you know. Mm. And, and only only a third of all who were examined actually had fetishes. A significant number. Think of like a third of people around you mm. have a sexual fetish that is not considered uh, uh, normal or core, right?
0: But did they did, so the ones that ended up going to the camp did they end up developing those fetishes there? Is that is that what you mean? Or like some of them have no 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 before? no no. It was okay. just
1: a study of okay. of college students.
0: Okay, okay, uh, okay. And,
1: and if if they wanted to practice sexual fetishes, if they, and then great, you know, and then mm. out of all of them, who actually does practice a fetish? Mm. Only a third, but yet half. I said, yeah, I'll be open to.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: so it's it's very much possible that you couple with a partner partner who has a fetish, mm. and then you explore, mm. and you yourself, like you said, with conditioning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and develop a fetish, or at least, you know, not find it weird anymore. And then, okay, I kind of kind of like this. You know? It gets <laughs> my partner really aroused, and it gets me really aroused because she's really because they're really aroused, and then a the whole arousal cycle goes.
0: Mm. No, exactly um but yeah uh anything to wrap up <laughs> oh
1: you want to wrap up sure. well it's,
0: well it's, if you have any more points to say because i i think i i finished i finished my points which which it was mostly just the whole like trauma uh thing that well, I. well up... we get into the trauma thing uh
1: well, just like to note like that not all fetishes come from trauma some do yeah. some do yeah you know mm-hmm. uh I, I i do have a point about that like uh was talking a little bit about uh, adult babies earlier yeah and um and that that is kind of like it depends because there's two types of adult baby uh fetish lovers basically
0: mm-hmm. um
1: there's the first type that have parental or emotional attachment issues okay right so that is an actual you know uh psychological issue where they have a, a parental issues and they're looking for a, a partner to adult them effectively or baby them like they're looking for that father figure mother figure that they didn't have in childhood Mm -hmm. the mother or father them so they they want that ratification they want the sexual ratio not saying they want to have sex with their mom and dad that's not what i'm saying Mm, they they want to have sex with a fatherly or motherly figure Mm. Uh, that 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 comes from uh a trauma or it comes from um like psychological issues right but then of course there are also people who dislike the idea of being in a diaper or or being baby they find that idea very comforting and it does not come from psychological issues they just find the idea of that very comforting and very
0: satisfying yeah and that has nothing to do with like because that has nothing to do with like um uh what's it called uh freud's freud's thinking about like where because i feel like ford's is a little bit outdated but where he says that like oh everything goes back to our parents and that that we eventually want to date our parents that kind of thing it's not that it's not that it's just people who want a role who want to like a motherly or 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 fatherly role in their life and 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 i was in um i remember seeing something about how there how it goes ties into that where you said um somebody experienced a trauma Um, and she ended up, um, she ended up using that, uh, using that as like, you know, being a little, it's called a little, um, where she acts out as like, uh, as a little kid, um, so that she can have control over the situation that happened to her. Um, and she can re, Mm. she can reenact or relive the childhood that she didn't have. Right. And to her that, that is like, um, getting control over what she, what she didn't have. Right. So she, yeah. so some people might think it's weird, but for her, it's a way to get over what happened, what happened to her.
1: Yeah, for sure, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other um, comments or any topics about um trauma that causes fetishes?
0: Um. Well, what sh- what um, Doctor Chish was just saying, from what I was looking at, is that um. She says that like it how trauma it, it, like how our fetishes uh, develop in um like the early early teenage years um and how yeah, it's mostly yeah, how it's mostly for men at the beginning because they're more uh susceptible to to uh, uh to getting fetishes. Um, uh, why do you think that? Well, I don't think well. That's what, <laughs> I'm just saying that's what she, that's what she wrote. No, yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah. Was, like, yeah. Okay, okay. Now there's
1: no because because she no, was. No, sure.
0: No, 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 not me. But she was just saying that because they're I don't know, they were more uh they were more perceptible to it because they ended up they end up um either ex- experiencing more or they do more exploration or they look more into things than maybe women do and maybe not all women will, you know, explore that kind of um, situation at at that age. Right, so, right?
1: The, so they're open they're open to more chances of yeah. developing
0: uh, that. yeah, that's what like
1: she said. What was about. Talking about with the, yeah, but the, I feel the accental like... experiences.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I don't want. I know I shouldn't go too much on what I feel there, but I was just saying like I uh that like I it depends on the person I would say, but um but but yeah, um, and she. She she goes into saying that um. Like if you were abused by a certain object, then. Uh, in your childhood that eventually you're gonna be you want to um, go back to that object. like your mind is gonna go back and try to recreate that moment with that object or with that with that scenario and just relive it to be able to have control over it. That's basically what the trauma is she said. So they're either either um, you had someone who did inappropriate things to you at a young age, or you had abuse. And the only way to the only way to overcome that is by uh, having control over it. and that's when it becomes coupled. so that's was her whole like spiel on on uh, how to how to how people um get fetishes from from trauma yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and it makes sense it makes sense but uh but like I said, like we like we were talking about yeah. there the a whole host of reasons why you can uh, fetishes and mm-hmm. not just from trauma itself.
0: I feel like her more, like her, uh, but her, um, her uh talk because it's, it's on it's on youtube is more for those who for example they, they have a fetish that they want to get rid of so if, say for example if they have something uh that's bothering them that um say for example their their partner is not um is not really into and it becomes a problem for them uh then they would kind of like seek out these kind of like videos so that way they can help them get over it that's what i got the that's what the impression that i got from that yeah. um but um but apart from that like how you there might it. be
1: cases as well i have i haven't found cases like that in my mm. research but then again i was looking for them mm. uh people who is and they can only get off better, so they can't you know mm. let's say they, they love umbrellas they can only get off if there's an umbrella involved you know yeah That's, of course an exaggeration but like
0: <laughs> damn those umbrellas those umbrellas <laughs>
1: <laughs> but have you found have you seen cases about that kind of stuff or
0: Cases about like her uh,
1: pe- people people who have fetishes that they can only get off with a fetish, only thing that can get can get satisfaction in any other way.
0: Okay, well, c- cases no, but the what I found mostly about that is uh the only time if that that is brought up is when it's it's when it's more of a disorder, where it's more of a problem that um that. You can that you should if you want to get over it, then you can seek help to do that. Um, but yeah. I haven't seen the I haven't seen studies about that. Mostly, yeah, so, just... so it's a
1: pretty it's pretty it's a pretty extreme case. It doesn't really happen all that often.
0: Mm, mm. I think it's a
1: pretty it's a pretty big misconception I find in uh, going into this into this topic. Mm. Uh, not only much about fetishes that that's kind of one of the big things that you hear all the time is like oh yeah, and if you have a fetish, you can only get with a fetish. Where, where, the fetish. what I find. What I found so far was like people use fetishes to enhance sexual play. Exactly,
0: exactly, and I think that's that's what I what I was mentioning before is the reason people the reason some people had this misconception of why it become it's from childhood and abuse and all that is because when when people were learning about BDSM they're like oh what is this 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 was just out of my comfort zone and then they tried to like shame it right which yeah, yeah which they had knew nothing about it was just not it was just not to them normal to to you know deal with or it's
1: all about pain and fire and, and hurting yeah. someone exactly. locked in the basement for weeks yeah exactly no, yeah that's not, that's not it mm, that's mm. that's an extreme case of like one or two individuals go too far and break the law bdsm is about trust and it's about uh developing a good relationship with your partner well, and about exploring, exploring your love
0: well you uh... Because what you said, you you could still have that in a loving BDSM relationship, right? Like you could still be, have like you could still be burned, you could still be whipped, you could still be you yeah. Know, no, 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 like...
1: no. But it, but it's not about it's not necessarily about the whipping, right? The whipping helps the the play the play and, and acting in the situation. Mm-hmm. But it's not about like one person wanting really bad. Oh, I just want to hurt someone real bad. And oh no, right, yeah, victim. okay,
0: right? yeah. It's yeah, not no, about yeah.
1: victimizing. It's no, about, no, no, It's about sharing a love and and sharing a bond, and mm-hmm, and feeling mm-hmm. love with each your partner in yeah. in uh, a different way than what you normally expect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I just wanted to make that clear, because, like,
1: yeah, in,
0: yeah. you you could still have that in, in a BDSM relationship. Yeah, it no, depends, no, no, I, I wasn't Depends on anything. what you have, yeah. Depends on what you... It's, it's
1: not about, it's not about yeah. someone being a, a masochist, or sadist, and, like, I want to hurt someone, and you're my victim. It's not about victimizing.
0: See, but all again,
1: <laughs> because see, again, no, no, but it's it's what I'm saying is that it's not, not non-consensual. Not yeah. Okay. Victimizing. Yeah, yeah, It's, yeah. it's all consent. That's what I'm saying it that gotta be clear. EDSM is about consensual love, mm, not mm, about, mm. not about. Uh, I just want to really hurt someone, and you're the victim.
0: No, no, no. But you could still be, you could still be a, a masochist or a sadist in. Yeah. No. No. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's,
1: part of, it's part of the title, right? It's <laughs> yeah. It's just,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah <is> good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: but like how, how i mentioned before like when we go back to paraphilias, because it because the only reason i'm clearing that up is not, not to pick at you but it's because people were saying people before like going back to like judging people they were saying oh uh is um uh, Masochism and sadism is in the is in the DM five. Oh no no no! It, that means you have a problem, which it's not. It's yeah. just not the case, right? Oh no, no! Like you can have you can have that and it's and be perfectly fine and not have you're not like needing to do that all the time, right? It's just it's something okay. that it's something that you want to do and you're not going to hurt anybody. Love. Yeah, exactly. Enhances your your experience. Mm. Yeah. Because. Uh, because yeah because a lot of people were just pulling pulling into this misconception where if you have those types of kinks then oh you're you're you have a problem and which causes a lot of people to end up hiding that they have that and causing distress so like you know yeah yeah yeah, because so then it becomes a problem uh, a little bit when when in in the book or the manual of psychology where it says it uh, where someone has distress over it because hiding it can also cause distress, right? Right. Yeah, so sure, that doesn't sure. necessarily mean the person the person is um, is is has a uh, a pile of, um, uh, paraphilia, paraphilia yeah so paraphilic disorder if they're under distress because they're not having it that like if they're hiding it and that can cause distress that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the disorder because of it right yeah
1: and it's actually kind of sad because a lot of people i have who have fetishes tend to not want to express their fetishes for fear of being shunned for fear of being Mm. you know laughed at you know we're looking at look at easily at the the furry community before it was it blew up on internet people people who loved seeing themselves as animals were like shunned because like oh you're you're just uh, a an, uh, an animal abuser. Just want to have sex with an animal, but it's not what being a furry is, right? Mm-hmm. Being a furry is is it's just seeing yourself as an animal of, of like it's a whole host of things. I am not a furry, so I can't really describe it. A
0: like whole a host of feelings
1: and it's yeah, but it's not about raping an animal. Yeah,
0: persona. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's a common kind of misconception. Mm. That's what it was all about, and that's like oh, that's that's sick. That's sick, and so you hold it in yourself, and you 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 can't express your own. Love and desires because people around you are shunning you, so you don't want to tell people, and that can develop," you said. Orders.
0: Mm, it's the same thing with, um, like even even something as, uh, as let's say choking, for example, right? There, there are some people that if you ask them, oh, like th- they'll be like, oh, no, that is wrong. That is that is considered to be, uh, considered to be, like, oh, you were abused, so that's why you want that. Like that doesn't, yeah, like I f- like like people shouldn't shun other people's like likes for example because as, like you said as
1: long as as long as they're all being safe and consensual exactly all that matters
0: yeah exactly you know <gasps> sky! Hi! You so much. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> we're doing good we're just uh we're just uh doing uh something different today a little podcast about kinks and fetishes how are you doing sky <laughs> Let to give a little shout out here quickly for sky oh yeah yeah are
1: you on it yes
0: i'm on it okay. mm- Num- mm- Num- i i get that song instantly stuck in my head after
1: and then i keep
0: saying i keep thinking it's pineapple
1: pineapple 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 pineapple
0: yeah i got kicks and finishes i'm down for it <laughs> uh, thank you for the show, no problem. Um but yeah, we were just we were just uh, going over defi- uh going over like where they came from um and talking about um the the definition between uh kinks and fetishes and paraphilia and that whole spiel and how yeah. there's like different where it comes from and the misconception that it's all like trauma based and that kind of thing. <laughs> which which I'm kind of which I'm a little bit angry because I was doing my uh my research on Google and like I looked up the same question that Numa 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 looked up and the only thing that it kept popping up for me was oh the the DM five which is the psychology uh psychology handbook of like all um the different types of conditions or whatever um, and then why fetishes are like a problem or why uh, it's all caused by trauma. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me because I know there's more out there. It's not just this. And then Numa comes back to me. He's like, okay, so there's like this, 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 this. And I'm like, why can't I get to the information yeah. that I'm seeking for? And it was literally because I was being cockblocked by. <laughs> by-
1: <laughs> yeah, by Chrome. By Chrome. Gosh, Chrome.
0: <laughs> I was like what I see I see I knew there was more because <laughs> I because that's the thing I remember I remember like I said building.
1: oh you don't want to hear about that
0: yeah yeah I was like what is this and I and I switched browser and I'm like yeah there it is there's the information <laughs> that I was looking for That's funny. so I was like okay at least we won't have the same information so it's fine <laughs> I thought there That's was, true. At least
1: we had a little bit different. I didn't. I didn't find much about um, about abuse. I, I was like. it was like a little bit of like mentioned a little bit on some, one one article and it was glossed over. I'm like, oh,
0: yeah. yeah. For me, it's just like, and I'm like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> it's not the case, my dude. <laughs> Stop it. But um. Uh, but yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. But yeah. I um. I'm I'm glad uh, that I was able to do uh, this this with uh, you, Numa. How's but it going? I think. I guess we're...
1: Oops, sorry. Go. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, be potato. Uh Good morning. I guess we're kind of doing the, the
0: closing situation here. Uh yeah. I mean, unless you have any other like questions.
1: Yeah, I, I have like one one last point. If like even after all this discussion about fetishes, you still come out of it and you'd be like, yeah, but how? I I, I understand that if you're something's wrong, in your brain, you get fetishes, but. But how does someone, oh, get a fetish? And like, how does it? How does it feel good? How does it like after all these years? How is it still like? It finds. Mm-mm. Well, I I think a good way I found and a good analogy I found was uh, comparing uh, getting a fetish with smells. Bear <laughs> me out here. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay. Have well, you ever experienced
1: when you, when you a smell of like the outdoor a smell of something very specific, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was a perfume brand that your mom wear or 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 there's the smell of spring in the air mm. like a very specific smell And then in your mem- memory you get a flashback of good feeling of like uh, things that happen of your childhood of being outside in the summer mm. like ever gotten those kind of well that's basically what a fetish is
0: mm-hmm.
1: but when we're talking about sexual stuff mm. but like when people when people get a foot they have a foot fetish, that it's that different. memory of that 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 happy memory comes back to them like a smell comes back to them. You
0: know? Yeah, but because that makes me think of I remember hearing something about like how there was um, this woman where she would wear specific types of uh, like say like body cream, for example, because her partner liked the smell of them. So like every time she yeah. would wear them, they would end they would end up exciting him because of that of that smell, oh, yeah. right? No, that's
1: not Yeah, it all ties it together.
0: But like but but for example, do you think that someone who ha- who has well who has a like no but then I was gonna say that this makes sense. Uh because I remember someone telling me uh that uh they saw that certain people who don't have a sense of smell have less of a sexual drive, but I don't think that is true. Like I don't know Actually, I studied I would have to look it more into yeah, more information about that. Because I feel like it could tie into certain people, but I don't know. I I have absolutely. Mm. Um and and also uh, you were saying you were saying in the beginning how for example how we developed uh fetishes you were talking about before you started uh into the smell bit is that uh. Is that for example just just by watching I find just by watching porn too you can end up developing new fetishes yeah, just by definitely. just by seeing that as well.
1: I think it kind of ties into the 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 gross out theory where like mm. because you're aroused, you're more willing to look into things that are not usually your bag. You know, you're more lo- you're more like, okay, mm. well I'm really, you know, horny right now. Let me mm. just power through Pornhub and like look for new things to get me off because my old stuff is not getting me right now.
0: No, and you yeah. can
1: you can ac- you can accidentally stumble upon something like, Oh, this is actually I actually like this. Ooh, I'm, now you start developing a fetish for that thing because you discovered it while you were horny, while you're like your you're gross you're disgust Impulse was weak.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody has any questions, <laughs> yeah, not, they any, <laughs> any questions, questions they can. ask. Yeah, now it's time to ask. Uh, we're gonna wrap up soon, but this is fun. Uh, I want to do more of these. Uh, I,
1: I love this. This is fun as well. Cool. Uh,
0: and uh, hopefully, it won't be cockblocked like Google next time. <laughs> but <laughs> but I will. I'll have, uh, I'll have. I'll have. I'll change my browser for certain things. Um, you
1: use both you
0: know. sorry I both sides yeah experience experienced both sides boundaries. yeah because like I said because like, I felt a little bit uncomfortable afterwards just saying that like it's it's trauma based because I didn't believe that mm-hmm. I don't know but yeah but yeah. I know was, we're going on a study thing so I can't put my opinion into things so I'm gonna be like <laughs> but but yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, in my heart of heart I know it's not <laughs> pretty much <laughs> but uh but yeah so um yeah we're gonna wrap up here but uh but yeah that was fun um i'm not sure what the next one is gonna be yet i i like like this whole uh thing on behavior and and stuff like that um maybe i might do on uh anxiety next uh fun yeah oh so soul says so fetishes are brought brought about by conditioning the association of the stimuli to arousal. Do you think this can be constructed rather than just a natural occurrence? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely so. I I mentioned earlier um, where there was a Pavlonian conditioning test done on straight adults, heterosexual, uh, no fetishes, there were some pictures of boots, and then every time a boot would pop up, the next picture would always be a picture of a woman. That would get them aroused, right? Mm. So eventually, they weren't. They weren't told this was a study about uh, fetishes. Eventually, when they were shown a picture of a boot, they would get aroused because they knew the next picture was a naked woman. Mm. That that's one way of, of construction, and that's of course that's is very very a clinical style that can also be done in a partner relationship. When mm. you don't have a fetish, mm. your partner has a fetish. They ask you, "Hey, can you do this for me?" You go, "That's weird, but okay," and then you do it. And it gets them aroused. And because they're aroused, it gets you more aroused. So then you start liking the image as well because it helps you both get aroused.
0: Mm. That's how that natural... that. Is that why boot dip is quite popular? Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's because of the boots. <laughs>
1: because behind every boot dip is a naked woman.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. I <laughs> no doubt da- no I do not doubt it's not that, that for that's a that's second. That's not- Duh. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, thank you uh, everyone for uh, joining us this morning. Um uh, and uh I we weren't sure how long this was going to like play out um but um, or if we're going to make them longer for the next time, but at least it gives us an idea on like how uh how much like content we need if you wanted to do for longer. <laughs> but yeah. I heard this is going on attention because you're talking about clinical, but I I don't I haven't looked into it, but I heard that there's such a thing as like a clinical fetish, but I don't know what that mean. Uh, I don't know. I have to look into it. But uh, <laughs> uh but it's just cuz you were talking about it. So I'm like until so now I'm like uh, like thinking about like okay, what does that mean? Does that mean like ooh, like rubber gloves? But wouldn't that just be like ooh, into rubber?
1: Yeah, into rubber. <laughs> but I like, really I guess tandem. it's like,
0: "Hello, nurse," kind of thing, or like, "I'm the doctor." <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that could be it. That could I be it. Look, you know, I have to look into it more. But I, I heard somebody talking about it when I was looking research, and I'm like, I need to. I need to look into it. <laughs> thank know. you everyone for showing up. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, this little talk, um, and um, looking forward to doing more of these. If okay.
1: you have questions about about this stuff even after the, the the show, you can always go join us on the Discord.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Ask us on the podcast channel. We'll be happy to answer.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Numa, for sending that out. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for showing up and for listening and for being here. <laughs> so, thank you so much, everybody. I mean, it's un- hurts you. Yes. <laughs> going to be streaming later.
1: <laughs> I also hearts you.
0: <laughs> yeah hi everybody have a good day bye, bye. bye. <laughs>